0: live from the ESPN 690 at Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh,
1: Casey. What a day so far, my friend. What a day so far. It's been interesting. A- and, and listen, this is what I live for. Because you both just call me a Joker, all right? I live for chaos. I live for drama and I live for chaos. Rumors, speculations last night that Byron Leftwich is coming to Jacksonville. Now I say rumors and I say speculation because nothing has been confirmed yet. But there are sources out there. All right. Obviously, you saw what Dilla put out there. I'm not gonna act like he doesn't exist. He's been on the show before. You gotta give that dude his just due. And you know what? I think when he says something, sometimes you got to believe it. But at the same time, nothing's been confirmed yet. Ian Rappaport comes out and says that the Jaguars are taking their time. They're going through their options right now. Now, do you believe in Ian Rappaport? That's up for you to decide. But it has just been a joy watching this unfold before my eyes. Because nobody, I mean... Yeah, you have an idea of what's going on. And if you're a Jaguars fan, you hope Final Leftwich is coming here sooner rather than later. But then you hear the Nash people talk about it, and they have other ideas. And it is oil and vinegar right now. It is gasoline uh, and fire right now. And I'm all for it, man. Bring on the chaos. Bring on the drama. It's a civil war right now in Jacksonville. And I'm just sitting back eating my popcorn, watching the end of the world. Can we open the envelope? (laughs) Can we open the envelope? No, the envelope! No.
0: What do you know? Not yet. We don't know what's official.
1: Oh, man. We got to wait.
0: Okay. Did Uh, we talk
1: about the envelope on the air?
0: Yeah, Brent did. Brent mentioned it. Very briefly, though. I don't think I... Well, We'll do it when the time comes with the envelope. I've told some people. um, You told some people who's in the envelope? No, I told some people about the envelope.
1: I was going to say, because
0: we don't know. We don't know. I might told my family about the envelope because that's what came, the idea.
1: No, night. I mean, you you teased it. You said that you talked to some people, you wrote down something,
0: and when the coaches announced, we're going to open up the envelope. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what I say on air and in commercial breaks sometimes. No, you, you, sometimes. you, you said on the air?
1: 19th, 2.30 p.m. I wrote on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. There we go. Yeah. So it is pretty wild, though, isn't this whole thing? I love it, man. I mean, I do, too. See, that's the funny thing. Like, uh, I I think it's fascinating. In a way, I hate Dilla. Why he holds, because he holds my life hostage for the next twenty four hours. Meaning what? Well, because w- there's nothing official yet. We can't go off what Dilla says. But I'm not in going off business. what Ian
1: Rappaport says well, in I my
0: not. business. No kidding. Well, yeah. The whole thing is we can't go off what anybody says. Sure, but uh, do, I mean, I, do I think Dilla's good at what he does, what he gets, and he's usually spot on? Yeah, I do that. But. Yeah. We can't say, hey, <laughs> Dill is reporting on TV and on radio. It's no. a done deal. Like, we can acknowledge it, but that's not. And that's, uh, that puts us in a tricky spot in our world, is that's what I'm saying. A little different than You don't live in that world. Like, you don't live in a world where you got to go get two sources and confirm things and make sure it's definitely going to happen. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, am I not a journalist? What, 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 what am I on well, this Well, uh, even the radio part is different than the TV part. Okay, is is what I'm saying. I I'm just expert. We're, we're not You're breaking not in, expert. you know, we're not breaking in with right now on TV saying Byron Leftwich is the next coach of the Jacks. I'm no, it's not leaning at all. That way, it's it's looking that way, but we're also my point being is we're not going to say. Edilla said it <laughs> on social media, so it's it's factual. Like you can't do that. I know? mean, I'm not going to call it
1: factual, but. I have a, I mean, and listen, and and obviously I've heard things as well, and it is what it is. We we, we hear things. Okay, Okay, sure. So with Dilla though, I'm just saying, I mean, he's usually right. Yeah, I, 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 I can't that. think of a time I that he's gonna wrong. I was going to come in and praise so, him today
0: if this was official. So but, so before, like, I went to bed, I mean. Because uh, I think it's fascinating. I think sure. Dilla's is
1: fascinating. Sure. Uh, so I, I went to bed, didn't see any of this, and then woke up this morning and saw everything. I'm like, okay, wow, this is crazy. So, like, yeah, when I woke up this morning, I think there's a better shot of Brian Lefkowitz coming to Jacksonville than when I went to bed. Yeah, yeah. When, 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 when stuff started to leak or whatever the case may be. Now, is it 100%? Absolutely not. But I'm also not going to buy the narrative that Ian Rappaport saying, well, the Jaguars are going to slow this thing down a little bit and all that because I posted the receipts. Ian Rappaport, as far as I'm concerned, saying Bill O'Brien interested in the Jaguars, yada, 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 and then you're posting Bill O'Brien stats. Honestly, I trust Dillo right now more than Ian Rappaport when
0: it comes to Jaguars stuff. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I think here's the wild game. I just told, I was just down at Davoli's, by the way, we got a card opening today. Yes. Had to get that. And so I was telling these guys, Here here's the nature of the world we live in right right now um and and by the way like i am not one that oh, i can't believe dilla has got it the local guy kid about being like hostage but we are kind of hostage right now held hostage to be like hey when's this gonna break when's this gonna happen when the jags gonna confirm when are they gonna sign it it's a big difference given what josh mcdaniels did to indianapolis right or or anything else like until it's a good good to go it's not good to go uh, in in our world at least from sure. a reporting standpoint so um so that there's that part of it right and the fan base <laughs> and gets all excited about it and and by the way it's credit like aaron wilson as well uh who's an nfl insider he kind of had it tracking that way yesterday evening mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even during our show but yesterday evening early in the, in the um late in the afternoon and so there are more folks starting to say okay this thing's heating up and you can always feel that you can always oh, yeah, feel when when sure. and we thought byron was starting to heat up yesterday not just because he was getting an interview we figured he'd get an interview but it started to trend toward what you were hearing and everything that byron left which was going to be it. then dilla kind of puts it out there last night at whatever 9 30 10 o'clock it's like oh okay yeah and dilla we trust right absolutely um so then what happens well, then you are kind of waiting for the Rappaports and Schefters of the world to say it's a done deal or the Jags. Now, the Jags are always the last to confirm it because mm-hmm. they are not going to tell anybody and confirm it. Most likely they, they will to the local media if we're on it. And they're, they're not going to steer you in the wrong direction, but they are not going to confirm it until they know it's a done, done, done deal. Right. Uh, they, they are not leaking it out there on their own is my point. And so where does uh, Rappaport and Schefter usually get it? Well, they usually get it from the agent. And that's in a player standpoint, even the coach standpoint. So what's fascinating about what's transpired over the last, I'd say, 18 hours or so for me, is that Byron Leftwich agent, they either don't know him or he's not talking. I don't even know if it's Sexton or not. Mm. But they're not saying that to the national guys. They're not saying that to Schefter Rappaport. So why do I think Schefter Rappaport said what they did today, this afternoon, to slow this thing down a little bit? I think that's Jaguars manufactured. Of course. I I, think that's the Jags trying to steal back the narrative a little bit. That's saying, hey, wait a minute now. It's not officially done. It's going to be done. But we're going to announce it on our watch. Not Dilla's watch, our watch. No. right, And so that's kind of my view how it's all happening. But it's a fascinating world with all that happening. And it leads us still in somewhat of a limbo, even though I think 99% of us would say, okay, left is going to be the guy. We believe that. But it's still that one percent of well until they stamp it, sure. um, it's not it's not fully happening.
1: But like as far as I feel like the narrative's been controlled the
0: entire time by Ian Rapp Report though. Uh, yeah, I, I think you give that a little bit too much. I mean, so I when, never once when thought Bill O'Brien when, was coming to Jacksonville. Okay, so he didn't so, control my
1: narrative. Yeah, but then why would you tweet out all the stats? Like I didn't say I, I, I didn't see when when Byron left, which was a candidate for the Jaguars interview. I didn't see Ian Rappaport three times say, well, if you look at Brian Lepford and his stats, what he's been able to do with Tom Brady and Jameis Winston, like, I didn't see that one time. But for whatever reason, he had to not double down. He tripled down on Bill O'Brien and said, Well, this is the reason why the Jaguars are interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Is that Ian Rapoport going on and saying, Well, I gotta defend the Jaguars because I really care about Bill O'Brien, or is that somebody from the Jaguars saying, You better defend Bill O'Brien? Like, I don't think Ian Rappaport on his own accord said, You know what? I really like Bill O'Brien a lot. I better defend this guy and I better give reasons why three you know, three tweets why
0: the Jaguars are bringing in Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I think it's uh, a... What what other coach got that treatment? It might be a little bit of semantics, and maybe more did. I I feel like some of these GMs have gotten a lot of that kind of love from the national guys, if I'm being completely honest. But I I think Austin... uh, By the way, the other guy that has gotten more attention than maybe the others is actually Iberflus. You know, he's a guy that's been tweeted out quite a bit by a lot of folks, and so what... I think the way that our world operates and I haven't lived in, in Rappaport's world and, and, and uh, Schefter's world mm-hmm. but I think the way that operates is you, you have you take care of us we take care of you type of thing like what can I'm going to give you this because I think you can help me down the road well, this might have been a helping of down the road on the Bill O'Brien front, whether it's some people believe Trent Balky was putting it out there to help yeah. Trent Balky out. Some people believe it was Bill O'Brien to help Bill O'Brien out. Some people believe let's just get another name in the mix because Agent X needs to get another name in the mix. Uh, any of those things, right? Well, then it's hard for me to trust that guy, though, Brent. I, I, I mean, if if that's what we're talking well, about. But did they like, interview Bill O'Brien? I believe so, yes. Okay, well, then why wouldn't – I mean, They did. He said they were interviewing Bill but, O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, but then he also put out three tweets of why they're interviewing Bill O'Brien as to, like, justify it. Well, but the guy just got fired. I mean, wouldn't you—people are probably questioning him, saying why are they But why does Ian Rappaport him? care about that? Why, well, like why I said, that's he, where you're taking care of he, your guy. I mean, that's okay, where you're but, taking care of your guy. But I'm people. saying, why does
1: Ian Rappaport care what Jaguars fans think about an interview? But he did. Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me to, like— Okay, uh, I get it. Maybe you're trying to cover for somebody. Maybe it's just out of your own goodwill that you're a big old Bill O'Brien fan. I think
0: you do me a favor they... here. I do you a favor down
1: there. Okay, route, but yeah. then if that's how the landscape is, well, then it's hard for me to trust a guy like that.
0: Yeah. As opposed to a guy who maybe leaked it who I don't think has anything to really to gain from it. I would rather have a hard time trusting uh, Ian Rappaport if he pushed all that narrative and then Bill O'Brien never even interviewed. At least the interview for the job. I mean, he was on the list. But sure. I think a lot of people were asking, like, why the hell is Bill O'Brien on the list? And that could have justified some of the tweets. It would be interesting to ask Ian Rappaport down the road when this is all settled. That, hey, if he would yeah. come clean on that. But I, I, it didn't bother me to the point it bothers you in that regard. No, I mean,
1: it bothers me when I'm supposed to trust what Ian Rappaport says. When you obviously, there's, you're not doing this out of the goodness of just, you know, okay, let me your ask job. You this. Why do you trust what Dillis says? Because what does he have to gain from it? I don't know. Uh, dude's, not even, Twitter followers. dude's not even. Dude's even. I don't. Think, I think if he truly cared about Twitter followers and, and all that stuff, then he would be leaking out a lot more. Like, I don't think he really cares about Twitter followers. Okay, uh, but I don't way, think the report cares about Twitter is, followers. Well, I don't
0: either. This isn't set up to, to hammer Diller. Diller no, for sure. I think this is to compliment him instead. The reason why you believe it is because he's been right before. Well, because he's been right, and he's not, like, he's got no reason to be wrong. Like, he's, he's not being swayed by anything. Yeah, he yeah. does. But, but I'm just saying, he has, he's, been, he's been right. So, like, sure. I think the, a lot of the people on social media and everywhere else, and ourselves included, say, yeah, I believe that. He's yeah. been right before. He's got and, a good source. And the
1: in report's been right all the time. But, but when it comes to Jaguar so stuff, point, I that feel like you're corrupted. No, listen, if the in-rap report wants to break right now, that Sean Payton's going to, you know, go coach someplace else, Doug Peterson's got a new job someplace else, dude, I'll, I'll follow that to a T. But for whatever reason, when it's about the Jaguar stuff, he goes out of his way to to act differently, to act uncharacteristically for whatever reason,
0: whatever you're, whether it's a source or you're trying to help somebody out, and that's hard for me to trust you. Then hmm. that's interesting. I, I guess I just don't see it though. I don't know if Casey does or not too. But uh, how many other coaches did he defend? in Report? I, I, L- look it up. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah I don't. It know. was weird. That's
1: it was so weird, it was different. Because like, it wasn't one time. It was three times he did that.
0: I guess, but my moral of the story, my point is, you think he Dilla, Dilla's right because he's been right. I'm not my saying... My point is, Ian Rappaport, was he right about the interview? Yes, because he's been right.
1: I'm not saying Dilla's 100% correct. I'm saying I would trust Dilla over Ian Rappaport, and now what the news is is just because I don't trust Ian Rappaport. Because he's given me a reason not to trust him.
0: Dilla has not given me a reason not to trust him yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I just don't think Ian Rapport's lost my trust because he tweeted three times about Bill O'Brien. No, and not about I'm everybody si- else, Brent. Me. You're not listening, man.
1: I'm I saying. Am to listen, yeah. Okay. I'm saying over. If we it's Dilla or Ian Rappaport about who right now has nothing to lose and who's got everything to gain. All this stuff, I'm taking Dilla just because I don't think he's been corrupted. I don't think he's ever put out anything that's you know tries to help himself out, help his brand out. I think he just tweets what he hears. So I trust that a lot more than a guy when it comes to Jaguars news puts out these weird, te- these tweets that nobody really asked for,
0: that that, that don't make any sense in, in the grand narrative of trying to report a Jaguar story. Yeah. Um, this would is be, my opinion. It'd be interesting if, like, I, I get your point in this sense that Rappaport's being worked from both sides, right? Sure. He's being worked from the 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 Jags side of things, mm-hmm. you know, like their angle side, and potentially through agent Leftwich's side, mm-hmm. right? So, and and in that regard, it's it's kind of a different deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm just a little. Uh, I, I just haven't lost just because of a few extra tw- tweets on Bill O'Brien, even if there was an agenda to it. Um, I, I still believe what Rappaport and Schefter say. Uh, I'm just a little surprised that by this time, almost some 18 hours later, <laughs> they haven't kind of confirmed what Dylan <laughs> reported last night. No, because for sure. by now, usually, like, they have. That's the next shoe to drop. And really, none of the national guys have. I tweeted. I texted or tweeted somebody, like, even an hour later, after I saw Dylan tweet it, I can't believe I'm spending this much time talking about you, Dylan. Uh, that he tweeted it. That I can't believe by now nobody else is saying anything. Yeah, like I was just shocked, and now we fast forward to three o'clock on Wednesday. Did Wilson guys say something? Don't uh, have anything. Uh, well, again, Wilson's been the one guy that's been very. Well, he confirmed it, right or not? Uh, no, I think confirmed heading that way, leading okay. that way, not i don 't think anybody else has really said he's matter of fact the coach. Right. I think Stroud out of Tampa mm-hmm. has said that it's heading it's getting close mm-hmm. right and uh, he talked was it Stroud or oh no, I think it was Wilson that talked about the staff that you start asking about, and that's also another lead by the way mm-hmm. that when when these guys start poking around and asking about staff, that means hey they're getting pretty close to a job, mm-hmm. and then you can narrow it down. Is it Chicago is it Jacksonville, all those things, and so I mean you're putting pieces together so uh, I think that's that's what's happened. It's, it's it's been a fascinating process, but I think you started it and I, the show like this, and I think um, I think I believe this too. I, I think I expect Byron Leftwich should be the next head coach of the Jags, mm-hmm. but as of now, it's not confirmed. Like it's just not a done deal enough to be confirmed. No, and sure. and I think if both sides felt really good about where it was at and it was to that point like as like 99.9%, mm-hmm. I think by now one of the national guys would have said that or, or or the agent would have said that and say, all right, get ready to set up that press conference. It hasn't gotten to that point. Now, that could be an hour away um, from happening, but it hasn't gotten to that point. I, th- I think there's probably a principled agreement in place handshake agreement be like all right let's just iron this thing out a couple of details and and we'll rock and roll but Mm -hmm. i guess what's his name scared me the most mcdaniel's on this front you know that josh mcdaniel yeah just because the way he turned around on indianapolis and with all these other jobs out there in in the nfl still Mm -hmm. like i'm just waiting for like all right does something go wrong with a with a potential note or two in the contract a need or a want and then Leftwich said hey you know what i'm gonna go back and visit chicago (laughs) You know, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm a little scarred by that McDaniel situation in Indianapolis, and uh, it's about the only thing that hasn't happened to the Jags organization.
1: No, for sure. Do you think it benefits national narrative, though, if this
0: uh, gets hashed out longer? I think it helps. uh, Yeah, I would say, first of all, I think there's two sides. I think, one, it helps the Jags retake. See, I don't believe that Schefter and Rappaport are pushing this out there so then they could later say, I broke it. I know Twitter is saying that. I don't believe that. I believe the Jags are pushing that narrative out there so they can take back the story, control the timeline of the story, and do this at their own pace. And they don't need to be in a hurry because no shoe has dropped. Mm -hmm. I also believe that the agents involved, and again, usually Jimmy Sexton controls a lot of this stuff, that I think the agents involved want to keep everybody in play as long as possible Mm -hmm. with these nine openings because that creates leverage for your guy or a potential candidate, or maybe when you're doing the contract in dollars. So you see, I think there's a couple of things at work here um, that are in the best interest at stalling this right now. And I think those are the people, by the way, those are the sides Mm -hmm. that the Rappaports and Schefters talk to. Mm -hmm. And I think they're being a little bit worked (laughs) by both of those sides right now to slow this thing down um, at the moment. So that's just my take on it. I, I mean, I don't know if we know. Exactly, right? I mean, there could be a lot more detail involved in that. Um, but I do think after covering this stuff for a long enough time, that's kind of what's going around in my head uh, of why we don't know for sure right now, at least from a um, national writer mm-hmm. or, uh, or even the Jags, mm-hmm. to say, all right, get ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Waiting for that text to go off. Oh, yeah. Hasn't happened. So do you like Byron Leftwich as the next coach of the Jacksville Jaguars?
1: I do. Don't tell you me. Know,
0: oh, I'll okay. take him like that. <laughs> If you listen to the show, you already know how I feel about that one. <laughs> we have talked a lot yeah, about yeah, Byron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll bring up, bring back some of the conversations, though, of yeah. Byron Leftwich. And and there is, I have one major concern what's going on in Jacksonville right now about Byron Leftwich. Okay. And I wish if I had a line to Byron, mm-hmm. I would text him a couple things. Okay. I'll tell you what I'd text him. Um, we'll be back. Action Sports Jackson on ESPN six ninety. I'd like to try TV, and I've had some opportunities, and yet I really don't. I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night. I don't, uh, I don't know that part of it that well, um, but that'd be something that would interest me, and so. I think the hardest part is sitting in your chair saying, wait a minute, you haven't talked with a network yet. You haven't talked with, like, not a word. Um, so hopefully that opportunity comes. Hmm. I didn't listen to most of it. Well, was it part at the, the end of Sean Payton's? It was? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's, that's good. That's that's good. good. Actually, the, op- the, word, the voice, I was like, I think that's Sean Payton. But the words are like, all right, what was he just talking about? Opportunity comes, I don't think he's gonna coach. Television. Oh television. you he, know what's cool about Sean Payton? Is I think he he went from being a guy from the outside that I viewed kind of prickly and as like Yeah not he, very likable. You wanted to fight him for a while. Yeah, remember there was that. A, remember that one time? Yeah. But I think actually I don't think that's him. Like I think I think he changed. He actually admitted that. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that part I tweeted out about the media, um, wow. where his relation, like he said in his first five or six years, like he wasn't very good at that, and he should have been better, and and you know, listen, he's going out the door, so it's easier to say stuff, but I think there's a bigger picture thing. Like I really believe the Jacksonville Jaguars have been hurt by their inability to develop relationships with Urban Meyer, Trent Baalke, and others. Some of it bl- blame on COVID mm-hmm. in the last couple years through this hellish time and a win-loss record. Like, to the point of, like, the Ian Rappaport stuff, sometimes it's nice to have friends, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. that can defend you a little bit. Bill O'Brien even had a friend, yeah. right? Yep. Like, Urban didn't have that. Bulky doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. I know you guys all think I am. Bill, well, Bulky's friend, well, Bulk but, got Shad Khan, though. He, but, he, uh, does, he does. Right now. And, he, th- and then, then that's does, the biggest one you could have. But, but shot's not a transparent guy, so there's not, like, there's no reason for seriously us to sit here and defend like trent bulky not preserving any relationship with trent Balky. no like i'm not sure. like why would i i, I, I just think there's a, not, a natural thing to that and i don't think anybody in our our business really goes out of the well probably some people do go out of their way but sometimes there's a subconscious like i always say this about the locker room like you go to that locker room you talk to those guys after every loss like you guys are two and 14 right mm-hmm. there's a there's just again there's this element that you almost like Listen, you know you're trying to bust your butt. You're playing hard. It hit, It hurts you. It, it eats at you. I can tell by the way I talk to you at your locker three times a week. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just like it eats at the fan who's listening to the show, and they're so pissed off, and they can't believe they're losing. Well, we lost that whole element over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, to us, we have no idea if the player's mad or frustrated or if he's just happy to get a check. Or, like, you just become this outsider in these last couple of years. So I thought Peyton was really interesting mm-hmm. on, like, he's he actually said – I think they should open locker rooms again. Yeah, like he, he said, he misses that part. That was wild to hear that from a guy. I think early in his career that I thought was uh, kind of prickly. No, it's
1: it's refreshing to hear. You know, I think when when you're whether you're a young football player or a young coach in the league, and obviously it's it's an ego driven sport and an ego driven environment. Um, I think that you got it all figured out, you know, and you don't need the media because you see them as negative. I think as you progress in your career, whether it's being a player or a coach, you realize that the media can benefit you. You know, if you if you take time to construct your words in a positive manner, you know, they can benefit you and they can get that message across. And they're a good tool to have at your disposal. It's just the fact of when you slip up, when you say something you shouldn't say, they can be your worst enemy. So, yeah, it's good to see that Sean Payton, you know, kind of had an evolution where he figured that out. And um, I think
0: a lot of players kind of have that evolution eventually. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about Byron Leftwich? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, people have listened to the show. We've talked about every candidate, but do you – it, do you love the hire if, if that ends up happening and gets done?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I love the hire. I think that if you missed out on Doug Peterson and if you missed out, well, I, I should say Jim Caldwell first because he was my number one. If you missed out on Jim Caldwell, if you missed out on Doug Peterson and you're going for that third guy, then, yeah, I think Byron Leftwich is that guy. I, I liked him better than any other candidate out there, whether it was Nathaniel Hackett, um, whether it was Iberflus, whether it was Kellen Moore, whether it was
0: Bowles, I, I like them better than everybody else. You know, I, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. I was—I'm with you, by the way. I—I I think Caldwell and or Peterson mm-hmm. made more sense for this franchise. Where it's at it needs to be settled down. It's in a bad place. It's been a bad a couple of years. I think you can extend that even four years. I think it's been bad. It's been dysfunctional. It's been disjointed. There's been no growth. It's actually got worse, which didn't even seem like rock bottom could get any worse. Hmm. I think those guys would settle it down. I think you're asking a little bit more of a wild card in Byron Leftwich. He's never done it. He can be a great play caller. Great play callers aren't always great head coaches. Correct. It's a big difference. We've talked about that. We know that. I think we're all savvy enough to know that. So, that being said, a couple weeks ago, I did after the first interview, I really spent a lot of time looking up. Leftwich stuff more and more. I mean, outside of what we already knew. I played quarterback for the Jags, all that stuff. And I think there's a lot to like about him. And so, if you go back to our conversations about him, I think that following week, what I came away with, I think Leftwich could really be a good culture guy. Mm-hmm. And and culture gets overplayed and overtalked. But the bottom line is it, maybe, maybe function or functional should be a better term for Jags headquarters because it's been dysfunctional. Right? Mm-hmm. So, he can help that. Why? Well, he's in Pittsburgh for a long time. i got to believe he learned some stuff in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh organization. I've told you this before. I think Arizona, although they have not had the win-loss record that a lot of these other franchises do, I think they are a very well-run organization, and they have a lot of good people in their organization. And over the last couple of years, I'm not sure everybody's raving about the sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa with Bruce Arians, again, most people view, very good. Obviously winning culture been around Brady now. I mean, you talk about the people you hang around with. Well, Byron Leftwich has been hanging around with some pretty good folks and successful folks. I like that. I really think he can help the culture. I think people are going to want to see Leftwich succeed. I think they want to see this work. I think he's a good dude. I think he's earned that. And I think he's got a lot of respect. And I think that means you have a good chance of getting a good staff around you. And then I think the players will really love this. I really, I think the players, Shaq Griffin, I thought Caldwell would be respected, and I think players would have liked that. I think Peterson would be respected with the Lombardi Trophy. I think players wouldn't have minded that. I hear he's a really good guy. I think he's a fun guy to be around. I think there's a lot of Andy Reedism stuff in there. But I think Leftwich, Shaq Griffin told us this on Jags Report Live a few Mondays ago, where he said it would be nice to have a younger guy. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that a 42-year-old Byron Leftwich, out of all those other guys, could probably relate mm-hmm. to the locker room better than the others. And so I think there's a lot to like in in all that. And obviously the Trevor Lawrence factor, right? He's worked with a lot of QBs, and I think he can get a lot out of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, just look, Jameis Winston threw 30 picks, but he threw for 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns. And a couple of years later, Tom Brady, who is Tom Brady, but throws for 5,000 yards and 43 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty nice. Mm. (laughs) You know, we take that. Even with some up, even if the interceptions are up, not 30, but up a little bit. We took those kind of yards and those kind of touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence. So I think there's a lot to like. Here's... Here's what I'd like to text Byron Lefwich, okay if I could. Mm-hmm. Don't take this job just to take a job. Don't take this job if you're not going to be able to put the people you are around you that you want around you. Because you've seen it. And my one fear of this organization, and this is why I have advocated for Trent Bulkey not to be here, although I know some of you folks who listen to the show and are on Twitter say otherwise, uh, is that it needs a reset you need to flush the building and part of that is bulky and if you're gonna get jammed in here because you're maybe in some words desperate to get a head coaching job and just take a job and jammed in with bulky or maybe even jammed in with other staff members that you don't want because they're under contract Mm -hmm. don't let that happen to you that's what i would do not let that's not a recipe to succeed That has been a major problem around here. Reset the damn thing. Bring your own people in. Lean on the Arians and the Tomlins of the world and the Arizonas of the world and say, this is what I need around me. This is why they're successful. Not just plug and play with somebody that I don't really know, but I'm just hoping that it works in a Trent Balky. And so I hope they give him the ability to say, I either want to roll with Balky or not. Or give him the ability to say, "I want to go bring my own defensive coordinator," in, even though Joe Cullen's under contract, or whatever it might be. And by the way, no, no, I'm slamming Joe. Just to give you an example. Okay. So, I'm just not convinced of that, Austin. I'm not convinced that the next guy that comes in here, but especially Byron Leftwich, is going to have that full control of kind of what Urban had—is bring everything he wants in here. Urban got that wish, just did it all wrong. So you, so you, th- 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 so, right, you so you think if Byron Leftwich comes in here? As the next head coach, Trent Baalke is going to go. I'm going to pick your offensive corner, defensive coordinator. No, uh, no, no, no. He'll pick the offensive yeah. corner, defense. Well, I do think under will they try to push, say, Joe Cullen on him instead of going to get a Vic Fangio or um, uh, or somebody else. And maybe, by the way, we I like mean, Joe. I'm just uh, that's a bad example, but Joe's under like this staff is under contract for the next few years. Yeah, a couple but the, yeah,
1: but keep in mind this they're, they're still part of the Urban Meyer regime. Like uh, I, I think part of these negotiations part of these meetings incur that, hey, if you want to come coach the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're going to bring in your own staff. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to remember a time where a team brought in a, a brand new head coach after the head just got fired uh, previously, and they said, hey, we want you to keep this guy or we want you to keep that guy. I, I, like I, I mean, I know Shad Khan maybe isn't the most X's and O's savvy guy,
0: but he has to understand that if you're going to bring a new head coach and you have to trust that they're going to bring in their guys. Like, that's how this game works. And, and by the way, I do think that's not the biggest one in the room that I'm talking about. Okay. But I think that is plausible in play that they will say, hey, we got some guys under contract already. Even if you don't think, like, let's lean toward here first. Sure. And then if you can go find some guys. The bigger one in that is what you just said is bulky. Okay. Like, basically, yeah. they're doing that. There's no difference. I mean, wide uh, offensive line coach. Well, that's make Who was already left? Did the offensive line coach leave? No, Warhawk's Warhop. still, uh, so still there. Offensive line coach. Well, he's under contract for the next couple of years going to stay. Well, aren't they saying that about Bulky? essentially? He's under contract for the next couple of years, so he's staying. Like, that's what he's being Whoa. shoved into that deal right yeah. now is left, which that's really my overall point, Austin. Yeah. It's like, don't come to Jacksonville. And take the job because it's a head coaching job. If you're not going to be shape it to be able to shape it how you want, now if Leftwich gets up on that podium okay. when he's the Jacksonville Jaguars coach and says, "Man, I believe in Bulky. I've done my work in Bulky. I think he had a good draft this year. I think he's had good uh, past success. I've talked to a lot of people and they're little, uh, I know him a little bit. I think we can really make it work. I, I like what he's all about." Well, then we're going to have to trust Leftwich in that regard. But I don't think there's anybody that believes there's that kind of relationship with Bulky and Leftwich. And so why wouldn't Leftwich be able to come into a situation where he can say, I want to work with a guy that maybe hasn't worked with six different head coaches in no, six years? I, th- <laughs> I, mean, I
1: I think Shad Khan likes Trent Baalke. I think Trent Baalke is still going to be here. I think that Shad Khan is going to go to Brian Leftwich and say, in the football operations, you choose. You choose the coaches, you choose the position guys, and and you shape it how you want. I, I think any head coach that's coming into a new situation would get that luxury. Now, whether or not, you know, Bulky and left could work together, I, I have no idea, but I don't think Lefkowitz
0: really care. I think foot is more focused on the football side. Of okay, things. but that's my point, Austin. He should care. Okay. He should care because what we've experienced in Jackson, that's why I want to text him. Okay. okay. He should care because what we've experienced is dysfunction. Of course. You know, Doug Marone didn't care that he was working with Dave Caldwell and and Tom Coughlin until two years in, and then he
1: probably cared. But you got the vibe with Tom Coughlin that that was that was the mix because there was you didn't know who was running what. I think if Byron Leftwich comes in here, and once again, I'm not advocating for Trent Baalke. I've been wanting him gone, but I think if Brian Leftwich comes in here, it's like okay, here's what here's what my job is. Here's what your job is. Respect it. and Let's go. Like I the, the, I don't think that the waters are going to be murky because. You know he's not going to get to choose his GM
0: if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would just uh, again, this is less about. Well, it's it's not okay. How many? To, to your point, um, recently you said like uh, whether it's Joe Shane in New York or Polls in, in Chicago, right? Yeah. These are sought after guys. They all had what three, four different interviews, maybe even more. I think if there were more, there were only four GM jobs open. So if there were more GM jobs, they would have had it. I guess my overriding factor here, Austin, is. If there are 32 GM jobs open, mm-hmm. I don't think Trent Baalke would have an interview. No, without a doubt, because and so then you're asking me to take a job with somebody that wouldn't have, that nobody else would want in the league. Like, I don't think that's a recipe for Byron Leftwich success, because regardless of if he has control over his staff and he's going to coach the football team, how you work with the GM, the inner workings of the the building to create the culture, all those things, that GM is important. That relationship is important. So I guess my feeling is he's being thrown into this spot um, and has to acquiesce a little bit to, okay, I got a head coaching job. Fine, I'll take Trent. We'll see how it goes. Like that's a but bad way if, to be successful. We'll see how no, it goes.
1: No, it's a horrible way. But then it's also it goes to show you, like, if that's the case, uh, and if you're Shad Khan and you say, "Hey, you got to come here," but it's going to be Trent Bulky. Well, then that's a that's what you about the owner then.
0: Well, that is.
1: A, I mean, and, and, th- does it not? Well, like, okay, if, if, if you're an owner and and you want to bring in the guy that you're coveting, which uh, supposedly might be Byron Leftwich, we'll see. And if Byron Leftwich is that guy. And Byron's like, yeah, I like it, but I don't know about Trent Like, if you don't give him the option to say, "Bring in, I want to bring him my own guy in terms of a GM,
0: then what does it say about you? Then, 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 then do you really want your guy or not? Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That, But that's my point. I want Byron to ask that question. Sure. And yeah, I, I mean. I, I, that That's why I would take – make sure you ask this question. If you want to bring in your own guy, Adrian Wilson or whoever the names are that you want to throw out there, yeah. then – I don't know if I'd take the job without being able to bring in my own guy if, if I'm not comfortable with Balky, unless he says, you know what, I'm cool with this guy. And maybe and, that's what's and, taking And the fans so are wrong. And the, the, the clowns are wrong. The, everybody's wrong like, about Balky. You guys are wrong. We'll show you. He's cool. We can work with him, all this stuff. And so maybe Leftwich has done that homework. But don't miss that part of it. That part of it is important, is my point. I think there are two major parts. You can't fit people together in an organization if you want to function as one. They're never going to function as one. They're sooner or later going to break apart and, and worry about number one, which is their self. The other part of it is I really believe they have to put a good staff together. And so if some of this includes a lot of guys still on the staff and he's just going to be throwing these guys because they have time left on their deal, I wouldn't fall to that. I'd ask the question, hey, I might like some of these guys because they're good coaches. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's mm-hmm. okay. That happens. I think there are some good coaches on this staff. But don't be forced into anything. Ask the right questions. Have some power in there other than just saying, hey, I'm a head coach in the NFL right now. Let's see how it works. I think people get lost in that. You get a dream job. You're getting a great opportunity. Getting paid a lot of money. It's easy to just say, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to make it work. I trust myself so well. Well, you can't just trust yourself. You've got to trust everything else around it. And I'm not sure if it's a building right now. I trust too much. Listen, I mean, I, I don't know what the, what the litmus test is for Byron Leftwich.
1: I don't know how many teams want him. All I know is he had two interviews. Okay? So I'm not sure how hot the market is right now for Byron Leftwich. I know if Tom Brady retires and you got Blaine Gabbert or somebody else that you got to coach, the, it, it might go down. So, like, I, I don't think that Byron Leftwich is going to have the ability to just have any job that he wants come down the line. I, I don't think it's like Josh McDaniels right now. Yeah. So, I think there is a grace period that Byron Leftwich has to acknowledge and say it's maybe now or never. Hmm. So no. I
0: disagree with you
1: there. So, so, you think if Tom Brady retires next year... And they have Blaine Gabbert in transition, and let's say they win five games that year. You think there's going to be a lot more demand for Byron Leftwich after that season?
0: Yeah, listen, I understand that's a little bit far-reaching. I get what you're saying. I believe, yes, I'm just going to tell you what I believe. I believe for the next few years, Byron Leftwich will be a candidate and a pretty hot candidate in the NFL. Okay. Um, I understand that that could take place. But I think even with that, even with a bad year, he could rebound the next year and be another hot candidate. He's still 42 years old. Okay. My point is he doesn't have to jump into something just because I don't view him as a desperate candidate. I never have. Now, some people do. I've talked to some people, and they view him that way. I don't. I think he's an up-and-coming rising star that's going to be interviewed for the next few years, mm-hmm. more like a Day kind of guy. And I understand yeah, it remind, comes with success. But I
1: remember, da- no one was talking about Dabble until, or Dable until the playoff game. Playout. Dable was quiet. He had gotten pretty quiet, yeah. Nobody so like has got to come with some sex success w-
0: is what you're saying.
1: When the season was over, nobody requested Dable, And then all of a sudden they do get in the playoffs and then like he's like the hottest name.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think if Byron left with – and once again, this is all speculation. I think if Tom Brady walks away and you're left with Blaine Gabbert or some rookie quarterback or some just free agent, I don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whoever the case may be, and I think that if you finish third in your division – then I'm not sure if there's going to be that much of a demand for Byron Lefkowitz as a head coach. I, I just, I, I don't think so. I, I look at all the success that, and keep in mind, this is different, but I look at all the success that Eric Bieniemy's
0: had. He's gone to how many AFC Championship games? Yeah. And that guy can't get a job. He's got interviews three years, though. No, for sure. So, but I mean, I'm, he must not be getting the job done in some respect. In the but then I, I don't at, view Byron as that.
1: Okay, but then I look at what Dable did this year. And, yeah, the, the, the Bills were up and down. You know, their offense... Six points, or whatever, against the Jaguars. Wasn't a good look. No one's talking about Dable until you have success. I don't know if Byron Leftwich is going to have enough success this next season without Tom Brady to, to warrant head coaching hires. Now, I will say this, though. You want to text Byron Leftwich and say, make sure that you have complete control, and I agree with you. But then I'd also text Shad Khan and say, hey, Shad Khan, give Byron Leftwich complete control. I would, too. Tell Byron Leftwich that, hey, Pick your own GM. If you don't like Trent Baalke, then so be it. Don't pair him up with Trent Bulky
0: just because that's what you want. That's how I text Shad Yeah, I would text Shad too. If you think just hiring a head coach is going to change everything, then you're wrong. you got to mm-hmm. change the building. you got to change the structure. you got to change what's been in there. you got to change how you're doing it. And it hasn't been working. And and don't set this young man up for success in his first, I'm sorry, for failure in his in his first head coaching job. I just, I don't, I don't think that's a great recipe, because you might never get another one. Mm-hmm. You might never get another one. And it's still life-changing money, life-changing job. You'll always have a job in the NFL. That's fine. But if you want to be great, I'd make sure I had this stuff around me, mm-hmm. um, if you could. I hope he's been given that leash, because otherwise... He doesn't feel like he has any leverage. I feel like he has more leverage than he uh, than he thinks he does. Uh, we will be back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. By the way, Jenna Lane from Tampa from ESPN will join us at four o'clock to talk a little bit more about Byron Leftwich. Brian and
1: I have had good conversations throughout the year, and, and, and when it, you know when it
0: comes time to make a decision, we'll have a, we'll have a conversation, and, and that'll be that. They won't be. Well, it won't be a long, drawn-out process. And, and uh, I think that's what's best for me, for him, for the organization, and for all the other decisions that need to be made. That is Aaron Rodgers. We asked what you like most about Byron Leftwich. Coach Ripley says credibility with the player's ability to recruit talent for coaching staff and the ability to talk free agency and giving the Jags a shot. I agree with that, too. I, I think, I told you, I think he has the best chance to put his staff together if given the rope to do so. I get a lot of people on social media, I mean, on YouTube side. It's funny how we have, like, different reactions. See yeah, you uh, on on Twitter and and, uh, and YouTube on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. And people are like, well, Brent's trying to talk him out of it. Come in. And, like, he's... I think somebody said uh, they've, they've passed through now the mentions. But uh, you think Byron's wide-eyed? like No, I don't think Byron's wide-eyed. I just think you've got to know your leverage and you got to know what's going to make you great. Mm-hmm. Like, much like everybody else over the last 24 hours I think is very high and on the emotion of, hey, this is cool, right? Let's, let's bring Byron Leftwich back. I think he can be great. Well, that doesn't hide the facts that this place has been a disaster the last couple of years. That doesn't hide the warts. Well, where are the warts? The warts are some of the leftover stuff maybe in the building that maybe even GM. <laughs> and I got to make sure I'm not being put in a situation to fail or that will fail down the road, you know. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a great draw, but Trevor Lawrence and Byron Leftwich cannot save everything. You know, they've tried a lot of different coaches around here to try to save things and get the culture right. Do I think those guys are all bad at their job? No. Do I think they had a great setup? Well, I think something went wrong in the setup. I've said this countless times. I think this, the new coaches have done a bad job hiring key positions on their staff, mm. from uh, offensive coordinator especially, <clears throat> uh, if you go all the way back to Gus Bradley. And then I think the level of dysfunction in the building because of the structure of the building has been there too much, and over the last four years, that certainly has been the case since 2018. I just think you have to caution that. You have to be careful of that. You have to do everything to rule that out. Yeah, I
1: just, I mean, first of all, I like Brian Lefkowitz because he's the guy, the guy who runs screen passes, which I, I'm a really <laughs> big fan of. Um, you know, in, in terms of the cautionary tale of Brian Lefkowitz coming to Jacksonville, listen, I think if you're a good coach, you're going to be a good coach, and that can overcome anything. I think if I look at, like, what Andy Reid's been able to do in Kansas City, keep in mind, Andy Reid's been through a couple of GMs himself. And he never lost step of what the culture is, what the players are, and what the, uh, how talented that team is with its, all its success. I mean, they skip a beat between GMs. So while a GM is super important, and, and obviously, you know how I feel about the Trembauki situation, I hope that Leftwich gets to pick it. But if he doesn't and he still comes here, I'm going to trust the fact that he's a great coach and he can overcome that. And eventually it all play out for itself.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. And that's where you're really keeping your fingers crossed. And maybe he gets the lunch table, right? Maybe it is bulky, but he also gets Chris Godwin. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. That'd be nice, man. Where else would he make an impact? Uh, And what more about Byron that maybe you don't know or we don't know? Uh, Jenna Lane joins us next. I have a TV hit as well, so also we'll start the interview. I'll join him. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Jenna Lane from ESPN joins us coming up here in Jacksonville when we come back.